Welcome to Yongsan Baptist Church. We're going to begin our services this morning by taking our hymnals and turning to page number 40. Page number 40, we're going to sing the song, How Great Thou Art. When you found your place, let's stand together. We'll sing verses 1 and 2 in Korean and verses 3 and 4 in English. Time. 
This morning. 기도하시겠습니다. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much for the salvation that's only available through faith in what Christ did on Calvary. Lord, thank you for uh, being our Savior. We pray, God, that uh, if there's anyone here today that's unsure of their salvation, that today they would put their faith and trust in you. Lord, uh, we pray that you might be pleased with all that's said and done in this place today because we want to give you all praise and glory. You're worthy of all our worship. Lord, uh, we just ask that uh, you would challenge our hearts this morning through your word and make us into the image of our Savior, for we pray it in his precious name. Amen. Let's sing one more song, hymn number 158. 158, we're going to sing verses 1 and 2 of this song in Korean again and verses 3 and 4 in English. Yeah. 
<coughs> a few announcements this morning. The first one is uh, the, uh, the, the, the new uh, Bible translation. Uh, uh, those Bibles have been delivered to Seoul First Baptist Church. And on Tuesday, Pastor Kim is going to be filling up his van with boxes of them. And so they'll be available here from Wednesday. 예, 그래서 몇 가지 말씀드릴 텐데요. 가장 먼저 우리 어, 새로 이제 번역된 성경이 드디어 나왔습니다. 그래서 이제 화요일 날 <웃음> 제가 어, 우리 서울 제일 침례 교회로 가서 거기서 이제 교회 밴으로 실고 그래서 우리 교회는 이제 수요일부터 받아 보실 수 있게 됐습니다. And uh, so we'll be able to use them uh, from Wednesday and then of course uh, next Sunday and the next Sunday Pastor Kim is going to be preaching uh, both services uh, because I will be away. 예, 그래서 이제 이게 성경에 오면 수요일 날부터 쓰고 주일도 쓰는데 우리 이제 주일날에는 우리 목사님이 어 이제 잠시 어 이제 그 여행을 좀 다녀오셔야 되는 상황이 생겼습니다. Uh, so pray that uh, we have safe journey. We're going to be going to Honolulu to uh, speak in a couple of churches and visit Sam and Denise and uh, the the Grady family. 예. 그래서 이제 여행 목적은 뭐냐면 이제 하와이에 그 이제 몇몇 교회를 좀 방문하셔서 좀더 구체적으로 말씀드리면 이제 어 선교 어, 헌금 후원금 모금 때문에 거기 방문하셔서 몇개 교회를 방문하시고 그 다음에 이제 이제 샘 형제님 디니스 그 다음에 또 우리 용산 침례교회 뭐 아티라든가 그레이드 형제님 있죠 다 거기 있습니다 그래서 이제 겸사겸사해서 뵙고 어, 그리고 이제 한 일주일 여정으로 다음 주 빠지시고 그 다음에 그 다음 주에는 오십니다 일주일 여정으로 다녀오실 예정입니다 하와이 호놀룰루 아시죠 그래서 거기 now some of you are looking at me like, oh, you're going to Hawaii. It must be nice to be a missionary. <laughs> but you know, I've had to go to Escanaba, Michigan. That's in the upper peninsula of Michigan in February when the snow was about three meters tall. <laughs> and, uh, and so it's not always Honolulu. In fact, this is the first time. <웃음> 예, 그래서 이제 아 이제 뭘 말씀하셨냐면 이제 목사님 이제 미시간 출신이신데 미시간은 2월에도 3m 눈이 내리신다고 그럽니다. 그래서 아, 이런데 추운데 살았기 때문에 더운데 하와이는 처음 가보시는 거니까 아, 좀 이해를 해달라 이런 뜻으로 말씀드린 겁니다. 예. 
but I'm not feeling bad about it just so you know. 근데 이제 뭐 그래서 막뭐안 좋고 그런 건 아니고 어쨌든 이제 잘 갔다 오실 잘 오시겠다 그런 뜻으로 말씀하셨습니다. And I will get to bring some of those new Bibles with me for some Korean folks in the churches that I'll be speaking in while I'm there. So. 예, 그다음에 또 이제 가시는 목적이 뭐냐면 이제 새로 나온 성경이 오니까 수요일에 오니까 그거를 이제 또몇권 가져가셔서 거기에 이제 한국 분들 좀 있고 그러셔서 또 이제 뭐 거기에 세명제님 같은 경우는 뭐 받기를 원하신다 그러니까 또그 전달해 줄 목적도 있습니다. Uh, please remember that uh, because of uh, different things, the, the mask mandates are being being lifted. Uh, we are having the choir practice at uh, 10, 10 or at 10:50 uh, here before the service starts and the the children's uh, the children's violin practice time is going to be taking place. In that uh, classroom, uh, from about uh, 1:30 or whenever Sister Jin can get them wrangled in there. Yeah. 그 다음에 이제 우리가 그 마스크 어그 써야 된다는 규칙이 완화됐기 때문에 야 처음에 아침에 처음 예배될 때 콰이어를 우리가 시작하는데 그 연습을 해야 되죠. 그러니까 10시 50분 어 그때까지 오셔서 연습을 좀 하셔야 되고 그 다음에 이제 그. 어, 우리 아이들 바이올린 가르치는 거는 1시 30분 전으로 어, 이제 여기서 또 연습 한번 해야 되니까 안에 우리 선데이 스쿨 룸에서 해 주시면 감사하겠습니다. And so there's also going to be a choir uh, practice time at is it 1:30? At 1:30 uh, here. So choir members remember that after you eat at 1:30 let's meet here for a, a quick choir practice. 네, 그래서 여기 들어가 있는 동안 1시 30분에 우리 어, 멤버들은 여기 오셔서 1시 30분 전으로 연습할 테니까 또 1시 30분까지 오시고 주일 아침엔 10시 50분까지 이렇게 참석해 주시면 감사하겠습니다. Also uh, uh, the, those who are ladies if you're a member if you're a member of Youngson Baptist Church then uh, probably my wife or Samanim uh, is going to be approaching you about uh, a nursery schedule and uh, so uh, please be be willing to serve uh, in that important ministry. 예, 그래서 우리 이것은 우리 이제 용산 침례교회 회원분 그러니까 구원받고 침례받고 회원으로 여기 가입하신 그분만 해당되는 겁니다. 그래서 요 회원분들의 한해서 우리 이제 사모님 브랜드 사모님이나 또제 아내가 우리 유아실 봉사 때문에 지금도 봉사하실 분이 필요하셔서 그걸 개인적으로 요청을 하실 겁니다. 그래서 이제 목사님 말씀하셨던 것처럼 자발적으로 섬기는 마음으로 동참해 주시면 감사하겠습니다. Let's try to all be helpful with that so that uh, the same people don't have to be in there uh, all the time and everyone can get an opportunity to serve in there but uh, be also uh, be in here as well and not there all the time. 예, 그래서 이제 왜냐면 요새 이제 좀 자세히 말씀드리면 하시는 분이 정해져 있어요. 그러니까 그분들은 계속 들어가셔야 이제 예배라든가 교제랑 이런 게 제약을 받으시니까 요 하시는 분을 좀 늘려서 돌아가시면서 또 다른 분들을 섬길 수 있는 기회를 갖도록 이렇게 하려는 목적입니다. 조금 더 연장해서 말씀드리면 뭐한 달에 한 번씩 정도만 하실 수 있으면 굉장히 이상적인데 그러려면 좀 많은 분들이 동참해 주셔야 되겠습니다. 예. Uh, if you're uh, not a member, uh, uh, maybe you'd like to consider taking that next step and, and joining Yongsan Baptist Church so that you can also help in some of these areas of ministry. There was one other thing. Well, do you remember? No, I, I think we have all that. Okay, well, if there is, maybe we'll remember 
for the afternoon. Yeah. So let's go ahead and stand. We're going to sing our welcome song, hymn number 707. Yeah, 우리 다 같이 일어나셔서 한번더 707장 환영 찬송 드리도록 하겠습니다. 707. When we all get to heaven, we're going to sing verse three in English first, and then in Korean, and then we'll have our offering this afternoon. Yeah, 3절 영어로 그 다음에 인사하시고 그 다음에 우리 다시 3절 한국말로 드리고 헌금 드리는 시간 하겠습니다. in English or Korean.
Amen. Thank you for that. We're going to sing one more song, hymn number 324. 예, 우리 한국 찬송도 드리도록 하겠습니다. 324장입니다. 324 channels only again verses 1 and 2 in Korean and verses 1 and 3 in English. 1, 2절 한국말 1, 3절 영어 되겠습니다. seated at this time sister Myra and sister Min are going to come and sing a special for us. 특성 있도록 하겠습니다. Was large and growing 
felt when I looked ahead and saw such pain and woe. I said that I would sit up and sit out long ago, long ago, long ago. Yes, the old account was sit out long ago, and the rake was clear today, for he washed my sins away. When the old account was sit out long ago, and the for he washed my sins away when the old account was settled long ago. Amen. Thank you, ladies. That's a good, that's a good old camp meeting song in America. <laughs> but I don't think it's translated in Korean yet, right? So... Well, would you take your Bibles this morning and turn with me to in the New Testament, the end of your New Testament, 1 Peter chapter 2. Uh, we're going to be continuing on in our study of uh, Peter's first epistle today. And our text is actually uh, very brief. So just two verses. Let's uh, read these verses in uh, verses 11 and 12 of chapter 2 of 1 Peter. And uh, then we'll pray and ask God for help to uh, understand and apply these, the truth of these verses to our hearts. First Peter 2, verses 11 and 12, the Bible says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your word. And uh, certainly uh, this is an important and significant passage of scripture. So I pray, God, that you would help us to understand these truths and to apply them to our, our life personally. Lord, we want to please you and we want to do the things which bring honor to the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Would you bless? And we ask this in, in his precious name. Amen. Well, please uh, recall that uh, this epistle... First uh, Peter is all about the grace of God. Now we have already seen how uh, grace affects our eternal security as well as our self-denial. But beginning with our text this morning, a new subject is being addressed relative to God's grace. God's grace helps us to submit to authorities. Now, there are many different kinds of authority. But the very word implies the necessity of submitting. Yeah, 
And the first authority, the one that we're going to consider today, is that we ought to render hum, humble submission to God's word. Now, I know that sounds awfully black and white. But it is the truth. Now, some people have no trouble submitting to in certain areas, but in other areas, they really struggle with surrendering their will to the will of God. And failure to submit to what the Bible says is evidence of spiritual warfare. You know, most of us probably didn't get up this morning and, and think about the fact that there is a conflict going on all around us that we cannot see. Spiritual warfare is not something that we behold with our physical eyes. And that's because we cannot see our souls either. And that's what this fight is all about. The devil wants us to question proper authority and to rebel against it, particularly against what God has said in his word. Now, if you're new to the Christian faith, let me point something out. Satan is real. And he's not alone either. Satan has a great host of fallen angels. The Bible calls them unclean spirits. And they're also called demons and devils. And they are described for us in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. It says, therefore, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That verse and others describe the real war that's being raged over the eternal destiny of souls. However, we don't need to be in fear. The Bible promises in 1 John 4, 4 that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. But that being said, we still need to submit to Christ and to the Bible. 
Because God does not give us victory if we are astray from him. 네, 그래서 그분께서는요. 그분 자신으로부터 빗나간 사람들, 그런 사람들에게는 승리를 주시지는 않는다라는 겁니다. 주님이. And we're always astray from him if we harbor in our hearts uh, known unconfessed sin. 그래서 우리가 알면서도 자백하지 않는 죄를 품고 있을 때 항상 하나님께서는요. 하나님께로부터 우리는요. 벗어나게 된다라는 것이죠. Now this morning we're going to consider something very simple. 오늘 매우 단순한 사실을 살펴보도록 할 텐데요. We're going to consider how we can be assured of winning the war over our souls. 어떻게 우리 혼을 위한 전쟁에서 승리를 우리가 확실히 승리를 거둘 수 있는지 요거 한번 살펴보겠습니다. Now I hope that you want to have spiritual victory in your life. 여러분께서 이 땅의 삶에서 영적 승리 그것을 저는 여러분이 원하시기를 바랍니다. Because the Bible teaches that some make shipwreck of their faith because they seek for other things than spiritual victory. 그래서 어떤 사람들은 다른 것들을 구하기 때문에 이제 세상적인 것들이 있죠. 믿음에서 파산해버립니다. Their their priorities do not include pleasing Christ and obeying the Bible. 예, 그래서 그런 분들의 우선순위에는요, 그리스도를 기쁘시게 하는 일, 또 성경에 순종하는 일, 이런 일들이 포함되어 있지 않다라는 거죠. But I trust that that does not describe anyone here. Now, please notice the first part of verse number one. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims. We see from this who is being admonished. This warning, first of all, was for the benefit of those who were dearly beloved. Now, that could mean that Peter loved them very much. However, since the letter is actually the product of the Holy Spirit of God more than it is of Peter, I think that we must conclude that it was God who loved them very much. So this was not being addressed to those who didn't matter. They were not insignificant people. They were beloved people. Now think with me about those who are dearly beloved to you. Would you warn them if danger was approaching? If somebody who is dearly beloved to you was looking at their phone walking down the street and they didn't see a big hole in the walkway in front of them, would you get out your phone and take a video? Or would you grab them by the shoulder and say, hey, look out? I sure hope that you care enough for those that you claim to love dearly that you would alert them 
to trouble on the horizon. But you know, some only think of themselves. Some don't have anyone that they would call dearly beloved. And that sure is a pity. You know, every church that I've been around has people who complain that others just don't care for them. They say no one called me or visited me when I was sick. But they have never called or visited others who were sick. They lament that no one has ever unexpectedly done anything thoughtful and kind for them, but they have never unexpectedly done anything thoughtful and kind for another. Friends, the importance of this verse presupposes that we are dearly beloved to God, even if not to anyone else. Not only that, those being admonished in this verse were also strangers and pilgrims. Now, to be a stranger in a pilgrim means to be like Abraham. Abraham left a place that he once called his own to live in a strange land that would all of his life belong to someone else. So do you understand what it means to be a stranger and a pilgrim? I've understood it well the past 24 years. You know, I am not trying to obtain an estate. I really have no interest in gaining uh, some part of this world that's going to increase in value over the years. I am much more concerned with laying up treasure in heaven. Now I know that 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 not many feel the same way. 
And I sure am not criticizing those who use the resources that God has given them authority over to make a better place for them and their family in this world. It is just that that is not a priority for me personally. My priority is to use God's resources to make to myself eternal friends that will someday be able to receive me into the everlasting habitations of heaven. I feel that way because a house or an apartment or land or even a well-funded retirement account will not greet me in heaven. But Sister Chang Kum Wah is going to greet me in heaven. 이 전구마 if I had not come to Korea as a missionary. And she is in heaven now. And you know what? She's there with my parents. And perhaps they are having sweet fellowship together around the Christ who saved their souls. This passage shows us unquestionably that those admonished were born again believers. So whatever rebukes and admonishments and scoldings that follow does not make those people any less saved. Perhaps some of them were not what they should have been. It must have been so otherwise the text would not have been beseeching them to change. Friends, sometimes God wor God's word is going to admonish all of us. But please know that we are still 
dearly beloved to God. If we have claimed Christ as our Lord, we are still born again people. We are still saints of God and citizens of a better country. So please don't get a bad attitude when this pastor or that one admonishes you. Don't get a proud heart when the Bible steps on your toes. Because we all need our toes stepped on occasionally. Be humble and consider that the preacher might just be right and you might be wrong. Now, why should you do that? Because God always gives grace to the humble and he always resists the proud even if they were right and the preacher was wrong. So the first step toward victory is identifying ourselves among those who are admonished by the word of God. But as we finish reading verse 11, we find the problem being addressed. Abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul. This is not a minor problem. They were not abstaining from fleshly lusts. And so they were warned that a war was being waged against their souls. Now we understand war to be men killing each other. And war is brutal and shocking. And really little else besides war displays the depravity of man so dramatically as does war. And yet this war was even worse than physical war. 
육체적인 이런 싸움, 전쟁보다 더 나쁜 전쟁이다라는 것입니다. 심각한 전쟁이라는 것이죠. It is worse than genocide. 예, 그래서 인종 대량 학살 이거보다 영적 전쟁이 더 나쁜 수준이다. It is worse than the intentional slaughter of little children and the elderly. 예, 그래서 이 영적 전쟁이라는 것은 어린이나 노인을 고의적으로 학살하는 살해하는 그것보다 더, 더 나쁘고 어려운 일이다라는 것이죠. It is conflict being waged not over temporary flesh and blood, but over the eternal destiny of immortal souls. 예, 그래서 이 영적 전쟁이라는 것은요, 우리가 잠시 있다가 사라지는 우리의 육신과 피 이거를 놓고 서로 싸우는 전쟁이 아니라 우리의 영 죽지 않는 우리가 영원히 존재하는 우리 혼의 의기 혼의 영원한 운명을 놓고 싸우는 전쟁이기 때문에 이게 더 어렵고 힘든다 이런 증거입니다. And yet, since we have already determined that the souls were saved, this is not about their eternal destiny in either heaven or hell. 예, 그러나 이제 지금 이그 권면의 대상 이 사람들은요, 이 사람들 본인 이미 구원을 받았기에 그 받았다는 것을 앞에서 확인했기 때문에 이것은 뭐 천국 가는거나 지옥 가는 그 운명 이 운명을 놓고 싸우는 전쟁 이거는 아니었다라는 것이죠. This war was about the things of heaven that are decided here and now. 예, 그래서 지금 이 말하는 지금 베드로가 말하는 이 전쟁 이것은요 지금 이 순간 결정되고 어, 있는 이 하늘의 일에 대한 전쟁 그러니까 우리의 영원한 운명이 아니라 하늘에서 벌어진 일에 대한 그것에 대한 전쟁이었다라는 것이죠. Now please understand that many of the decisions that we make as a believer will have eternal ramifications. 여러분 이걸 잘 이해하셔야 되는데 우리가 성도로서 내리는 많은 결정은요 영원한 결과가 따른다라는 사실 이것을 잘 이해하실 필요가 있습니다. I mentioned the salvation of Sister Chang Kumwa a few moments ago. 하나님께서 가라고 부르시는 곳에 내가 제가 순종했던 일은요. 제가 천국 가냐 지옥 가느냐 이것에 영향을 미치는 건 아니었다라는 것이죠. I was saved whether I ever came to Seoul or not. 그래서 제가 이곳에 선교사로 서울로 오든지 안, 안 오든지 저는 이미 다 구원을 받았습니다. And no matter how far astray I might have gone from the Lord's will, I would still have been saved and on my way to heaven. 제가 이제 한국에 오라는 그 주님의 뜻에 얼마나 벗어났는지 따랐는지 그 여부에 관계없이 저는 그것과 상관없이 그래도 구원받고 천국에 상착하게 될 것입니다. But Chung Kum Wah wasn't on her way to heaven. 그런데 이제 그렇게 제가 안 따랐으면 정부가자면 My eternal reward for obeying Christ and the Bible are at stake. 그렇지만 제가 그리스도와 성경에 순종함으로써 받는 영원한 상, 그 상은 잃어버릴 위험에 처해 있다라는 것이죠. 제가 순종했냐 안 했냐 여부에 따라서. And so too are the souls of those others whom I might have reached, but did not. Because of my disobedience. 그래서 제가 이제 전도할 수 있었지만 제가 그것에 불순종해서 전도하지 않은 다른 형들도 구원받지 못할 위기에 놓일 수 있다는 거예요. 제가 순종해서 해야 되는데 제가 순종 안 하고 그 사람들이 구원을 놓칠 수도 있다. 그런 위기에 처할 수 있다라는 거예요. Now, do you know what fleshly lusts are? 네, 육체의 정욕 이게 뭔지 여러분 아십니까? Simply put, they're bad choices. 네, 그게 뭐냐면 이제 잘못된 선택을 내리는 것을 얘기하는 거죠. 간단히 말해서. When I was a little boy. I 
used to occasionally get a box of caramel popcorn called Cracker Jacks. How many have ever had a box of Cracker Jacks? Just Vicky. Well, uh, you know, inside of the box of Cracker Jacks was a miserable, worthless little prize. It might have been a tiny little child-sized plastic ring. Sometimes it was this uh, tiny little dog whistle that usually didn't work. Fleshly lust would choose one of those pathetic little prizes that would have to be purchased with a box of sugary popcorn that will rot your teeth over a heavenly crown that God gives to those who are faithful. Now, you might think that I'm, I'm uh, just uh, using a little bit of uh, preacher's hyperbole because no one would ever choose some worthless trinket over a divine crown. But be careful now. Because the difference between a Cracker Jack toy and the finest beach house in Maui is almost indiscernible compared to the vast gulf of difference between the beach house and the heavenly crown. Fleshly lust yielded to always render us incapable of recognizing what is really valuable from what is worthless and contemptible. Fleshly lust not abstained from will quickly overpower us. They make us unable to run with patience the race that is set before us. They make us cherish the sin 
and the weight that, that doth so easily beset us and hinder us from running our race well so that we might obtain that heavenly prize that will matter for all eternity. Those fleshly lusts blind us and they distort our reality. Fleshly lusts make us love garbage and ignore treasure. Fleshly lusts are a big problem. Now allow me to recap. We must recognize that the Bible is going to admonish us all. To be victorious, we need to see ourselves as dearly beloved of God who nevertheless at times need admonishment. We have to abstain from the fleshly lust that war against our souls. But that's not all. The Bible tells us of some things that are thou shalt not, and it also tells us of some things that are thou shalt. It is good not to fail in abstaining from fleshly lust, but then there are guiding principles that are advocated. Verse 12. Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Those that Peter was writing to were encouraged to have a good or honest manner of life, that's what that conversation means, among the unbelievers of this world. And that means it is necessary for us to be distinguished from them who do not believe in Christ and do not believe in the Bible. It would be dishonest of us not to be distinguished from unbelief. 
그래서 그들과 구별되지 않으면요. 우리가 이제 정직한 올바른 일이 못 된다라는 것이죠. Now we all know that one of the most commonly offered excuses for unbelievers is that Christians are hypocrites. 그래서 불신자들이 계속해서 이제 복음을 거부할 때 가장 흔히 그들이 하는 변명이 뭐냐면 그리스도인들은 유전자다라는 그런 식으로 말하면서 변명한다는 거 우리가 알고 있죠. Of course, not all Christians are hypocrites. There are a great many honest uh, Christians that, that have a good conversation among unbelievers. But it doesn't take too many dead flies to give the ointment of the apothecary a stinking savor, Ecclesiastes says. And we do not have a good conversation if we resemble those who do not believe. The Lord Jesus Christ had an honest manner of life and we should not be willing to settle for any less. Now let me quickly conclude with one final thought. This is not really part of our strategy for victory. But it does have to do with our soul. I'd like us to think about the potential ahead. It's the blessings that could be if we obey what came before. So the payoff for identifying as one of God's people who are lovingly admonished and for abstaining from fleshly lusts and for applying the principles advocated is that through our agency, unbelievers may end up glorifying God. 될지도 Now how can unbelievers give God glory? In, in Nehemiah's day, the unbelievers recognized that God had worked through those feeble Jews to do something that was beyond their ability. You know what? It might be that God will do something through us that even the lost out there can discern is beyond us. Who knows? Maybe, but 
more than likely the most common way unbelievers give glory to God is by getting saved and becoming new creatures in Christ. Any sinner can begin glorifying God by turning and saving faith to Jesus Christ. But they cannot be saved until they hear the gospel. And they cannot hear the gospel until somebody tells them they need a preacher. They won't have a preacher until somebody tells them. The payoff for our obedience is that we win the most important war ever and we help others win that war too. Do you believe that there's a war over your soul? Do you believe that the decisions you're making in this life will have consequences that matter in eternity? Then we need to do what this passage teaches. And God will give us the victory. And through us, lost people will give glory to God. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for showing us that there is indeed a war going on and, and uh, the consequences of that war are of eternal nature. And uh, the decisions that we make, whether we will abstain from fleshly lust as a believer, whether we will uh, receive the admonishment of God's word, and whether we will practice righteousness and an, uh, have an honest conversation so as to be distinguished from unbelief can make all the difference whether even the lost give glory to God. I pray, God, that you might let the truth of this uh, sink into our hearts, help us as uh, we consider these things because we become inured to the, to the warfare and we just go on living our lives, living for things that don't matter in eternity as if they're the most important things in the world. I pray, God, that you'd give us an eternal perspective so that we can see the lost as you see them and see ourselves as you see us. Lord, bless you in this invitation time. May your word challenge our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's take our hymn books and turn in the back cover to our hymn of